Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Barniston, he is the Pyramid. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you gonna And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. For Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. It is a Wrestling Daft after WrestleMania, and I am joined by none other than the man himself, the main man, Grado. That was a hell of a lot of content to try and watch here that weekend, was it not? That was a lot of content over the weekend. We're still without Rab. Good luck to Rab. Um, right now, as this episode goes out, he's ready for his third night of Orphans. It was. Oh, first- is it an open the night? No, it was on last night, on tonight, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You can still get tickets, I believe, for Saturday, Sunday. So if you are listening to this, fancy going to see a great musical starring our very own Rab Forns, you can do that. It's at the Armadillo. And you get to hear Rab sing. He is a good singer. I was going to send him a bunch of flowers or not. I oh, were well, you? Yeah. Listen, that would have been a good idea. Can you sing my name on it or not? No. Oh, for fuck's sake. No. Fuck's sake. Need your pin, mate. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Gradle, we are on the wrestling after, after WrestleMania. What did you make of it? What Did you enjoy it? Did you, Night one, night two? T- give me your highlights, give me your lowlights. Now, you need to remember that the old firm was on Sunday, which they right. said about the better, right? However, uh, I did try to watch as much as possible. I have in no way have I watched everything. I've not even watched the full two nights of WrestleMania. I've kind of picked what I wanted to watch, what I was most excited about. Managed to catch the Hall of Fame on Friday night. I mm-hmm. thought that was... that. Did you see that? I did, indeed. Um, I, I, I skipped uh, skipped a few of the speeches. Who did you skip? I skipped Charmel and I, skipped, I, I watched a wee bit of Shad Gaspard's uh, wife's speech. Uh, watch the Steiners, obviously, because you want to see what Scott Steiner's going to say. Um, he was actually, I was very disappointed, I have to say. I was, well, I was wanting to bury, I was wanting to bury everyone. And, well, you know. two things. I don't know what the what music they came out to, but I was wanting to, ooh, kind of holler. Every, I mean, I know that wasn't the Rick's that, music, yeah, but exactly, I was... wanted the old Scott to come out with the change in his seed and all that carry on. But I did get a pop out of Rick Steiner saying, but fucking had, we've got four minutes, mate, and you've took up three. <laughs> kind of, I mean. <laughs> All he had left, all the time he had left to was to fucking basically say thanks to his wife. Disgusting, I went off on a fucking story about the Macho Man and a fucking cow in a field. I'm like, what is he talking about? (laughs) I did. And then I don't know how I feel about Undertaker. First, I thought he was going to be revealing the the new iPhone, but that 
thing in his, <laughs> in his neck. Um, but I felt that was... I went, he, he milked it a wee bit, eh? He milked to come on, take her, eh? No, I mean, I did like it. It was, it was good. It was good to see him. But well, no, in fact, I'll tell you what I really felt. He came out and he was going, this is me, basically. This is the first time I'm coming out talking to his man. I'm going, no, you were fucking on Loose Women and GMTV. This isn't the first time you've done it. <laughs> Kind of way he was going on as if this is the first time. I'm going ah, to yeah, yeah, but Mark Calloway. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's been having bar Bowie at breakfast recently. <laughs> but I, you know, the whole so we stayed there for the Hall of Fame. I did I have to admit I didn't see any of the NXT show on the Saturday. Um, I don't know about how good that was. Um, Watched the Braun Breaker and Ziggler match. Which was, was it good? Right. I, I, I like that Braun Breaker's a star. Eh? Oh, he's a mega star. I was surprised that he never he never won in. The Saturday, but then he won on the Monday. Kind of That's, that was a strange. That was a strange. Weird. Thing, I thought. Um, um, but but I. But I'll tell you what did happen, right? Because I was up. I was to be up for seven o'clock Sunday morning because the boys were coming in at eight to watch, or at least we were because we, we were going to the game. So yeah. I says everybody in my bit for eight o'clock, and I had to tell them that WrestleMania was in the, the night before, and they were gone. That was when my brother says. Because I says to my brother, I'm watching WrestleMania. He goes, see if you miss WrestleMania for the old firm man, you're dead to me. I goes, but Steve Austin's back. He went, see, that's embarrassing, man. You're bringing Steve Austin back. He says, that's like us. That's like Rangers bringing back fucking Rod Wallace to play. (laughs) 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 Um, So I I, I told Shah, I says, Shah, Shah, I'm going to try and stay up as late as I can. But see when if I stop texting you, give me a phone right when Seth Rollins comes out for this open challenge. Because uh-huh. me last week, right, I feel kind of a wee bit of a redneck now, but I was on this podcast last yes. week saying, I don't think Cody's going to turn up yes. now. Just because I'd be it, heard the rumours about... In fact, there's two things to say that would be very disappointed. Is that Cody's not going to turn up and Austin's just going to do a stunner and it's just going to be a chat show, but both I, proved wrong. I was proved well wrong. Um, but I said to Shah, please phone me, just at Seth Rollins, then open challenge, so that I can see it. Of course, I fell asleep. Yeah. He never phoned me. He fucking texted me, blocked capital letters. Oh my God, the Cody entrance was fucking amazing. And I woke up going, well, that's it, spoiled for me then, isn't it? I was, <laughs> ra- I was raging with a man. I went, well, thanks for that. I goes, we wait all year for stuff like this. Why did you not phone me? Ah, but you've got a Wayne. You've got a Wayne. I goes, fucking never mind the Wayne. It's WrestleMania. So I was a wee bit disappointed that I'm, I never get the right surprise. But don't get me wrong, I still pop big time for it. I love stuff like that. Yeah. That yeah, was good, yeah. wasn't it? Did you, it was good. Did you keep this? It, it, it was good. It was good. I mean, Just I, with the music and the logo and... Yeah, it, it was a great pop. It was a massive pop. I'd still... I'd love... I would have loved it. I would have fucking loved it if Shane's music had hit. And Shane went down to the ring... And then, then Vince comes on and says, Shane, it's not you. And then Cody came out to the pop. Just swerve it. I think that would have been brilliant. It would have been fucking great. That, that, did, you, did you enjoy the actual match? Um, I did. I did. Uh, I, I think, yeah, I, I think Cody... But a wee bit too long. A bit, a bit too long. I thought match of the night, actually, I thought the, the women's match between Becky and uh, Bianchi, I thought it was cracking. Really, really enjoyed that. Do, that was, for me, do you know what I've got to say, right? Um, about the whole weekend to be honest with you look at us last week saying we're not excited mm-hmm. we're not pumped for it give them their due mate they knocked it, it was out a park. good wrestle I enjoyed it it was it. a great I'm... Wrestlemania see when you actually think back to it it was a great Wrestlemania 
see WWE when 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 it, when it, when it comes to it, mate, they they, they deliver. It's everything. See the, for the production and I mean even I, I mean I know I go on and on and on about music, but see that. Um, Where's that blinding light song? No, no blinding oh. lights. Would you call oh, I, 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 I say the new weekend one. Yeah, that's good. But they, 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 they just know how to put on. Aye, it was a great weekend. I can't. I honestly, there's a lot of stuff that I've not watched, but I real I needed something like that after Sunday's football as well. I was like, thank God it's WrestleMania. I've got something else to kind of. Um, watch as well, but um, yeah. don't get me wrong. But I mean, when you think about it, when it comes to you know the future of, of the WWE, I mean the best bits about it the full weekend. I you can say Cody, but Johnny Knoxville was amazing. That that well, let's talk about Johnny. Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee was brilliant. Steve yeah. Austin was brilliant. You know, it wasn't it? There was no big apart from Cody. There was no. It didn't really give any sort of. There was no big WrestleMania moment for anybody else. I was, in, I, was in, I was impressed by Logan Paul, I have to say. Logan as, as Paul much as, as well. Fucking, I was really impressed by what he did in the ring. Um, what did you make of the Steve, the Austin Owens bit, Grady? Obviously, you grew up on Austin's massive fan of his work. What did you make of that whole, the KO show? I loved how they didn't fanny about too much for the talk show bit, and they just kind of went, right, Aye. fucking, let, let, let's do it. And What did you make it all? I, 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 I enjoyed that, and when I was watching it, though, did you see when Austin came out and he went back? Right? Aye. And I thought, he's going to he's, he's put his pants on. He's going to put his pants his vest on. That's what I thought he was going to do, but he came out in that daft quad bike. Aye, aye, aye. I thought, somebody's going to be standing there with a, Ken, right, Ken, opening the, pan, opening the trunks up for him for him to put his two legs in one at a time. That's what I thought he was going to do. I, 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 thought, I thought he was actually going to go out to the back, grab a ref and walk out with a ref. Mm, mm. That's, that's what I thought they were going to do. But... And then I, I actually thought at one point, and a lot of folk were predicting it, but a lot of folk had maybe said that Austin would come out and challenge him to the next thing. I thought, hey, that might actually happen, but I'm glad they'd done it. Ah, it um, was good that it was just done. Um, and obviously in the next the next night, Austin pops up again uh, at the end of the Theory McAfee match, which was a good match. Vince, come on now, Vince. Oh, fucking putting himself over at that age against fucking Pat McAfee. I mean, how far, I mean, where was it, Nickyam? Honestly, there was loads of, I mean, that stunner. Did you see the bit where um, he was he was holding Austin Theory's horn up and he obviously, the music hit and he thought it was Austin. <laughs> And he said, did you see that? I fucking love that. He's going, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then he realised. He realised it was That was brilliant. But the stunner cell, the fact that Stone Cold was just pissing himself laughing. Aye, he could stop laughing for about a minute while he's drinking his beer. Have you seen man? Foley's reaction? I know Foley's, Foley's reactions. Foley's wee boy whipped out the camera phone as soon as it happened. And there's a video of Foley absolutely pissing himself watching it. It's great. Brilliant. No, it was a great weekend. I've not watched the the I've not watched the Roman and Brock match, but I heard it wasn't too good. Wasn't the, the main best. event? Yeah, I thought the main event fell flat. I, the the opening um, tag team match was great uh, with the Street Profits, uh, RK Bro, and uh, your 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 favourite uh, Shush Shush the Alpha Academy. Shush Shush. Missed that. What about old books? Old Boogles? Oh, he, yeah, he took a sore one. I that think was a he was. I that think they were meant to. Go, I think they were meant to go over, and you know he's been injured there when he's, he's kind of buckled. Uh, but I, the Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville, uh, Sami Zayn's just so so good, so uh, good. Um, like I mean, it just that sort of thing. I saw Meltzer buried it. Did you see Meltzer? Oh, the reaction? he's ass. He 
Funny that. I mean, the pop for Party Boy when Chris Pontius popped up was amazing, and then the wee man as well. Well, it was better. It was a better comedy than match. It was a better comedy match than what you see on AEW when they attempt to do comedy stuff. Yeah, I can assure you that was brilliant. See the pop the wee man got with a big the, the, the body slam. Superb. Aye. Just everything about it, and even the, the way they filmed it, because the big horn coming out of nowhere, getting Sammy Zayn. I still pop for that. The bowling ball. The, the firework spot in the tar- on the turnbuckle, it was honestly, it was produced perfect for me. I loved it. I thought it was Aye, superb. I thought I you thought would it was like that superb, one. man. Um, Gaga was on point. Another thing you love is a good entrance. You see Edge's entrance? No, I've never seen that, no. Oh, you like that. You did, like did that. Did Alterbridge play or something? No. Uh, well, it's not. It's, he's sitting on a throne, like, uh, up, kind of elevated, flames all around him. Looks cool mm. as fuck, man. He, uh, he's got, obviously... He's no one of these guys now, but he's no one of the kind of... Hello. Is it all that? Is it all that? No, I just... I it just, want you. No, it just, it's just the entrance looks cool. It's right, fucking okay. entrance. And it looks like he's... I really hope he, he kind of came in late. I wasn't... I, everyone's talked about the AJ Styles uh, Edge match. I wasn't overly impressed by it. I don't know. Everyone's said that was match of the, the night, potentially match of the weekend, but I, I wasn't overly impressed. I like... I, I do hope, and this is my true hope right now, Damien Priest got involved, and I hope... The Edge sets up a version of the Brood, but he's kind of in the Gangrel role, and he uh, gets another, another person because that would be cool as fuck. I'd love that. There I'd you love go, that. But there you go. Um, and then the, I mean, there was this player. There was. Tweet cool. Why don't you tweet at WWE? I will tweet at WWE and let them know about that. Uh, New Day as well. Hats off them coming out in um, Big E's gear. I thought that was that was a nice moment as well. But the match was uh, just, uh, just a throwaway, throwaway match. But aye, overall. We sat in this podcast last week. Oh, I'm not really bored with it. Overall, very mm-hmm. impressed. Really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Aye. Watched some of Monday night as well. Watched some of that. That was. All, I mean, I know a lot of folk were on the two oh. plays. There wasn't much happening, but nah. Yeah. I was a bit disappointed in that. I mean, let's talk about a, cu- a couple of the big talking points. Cody's promo, Grado. You you messaged <laughs> me saying, "Have you seen Cody's promo? What did you make it? I didn't like it." You don't like it? No, I don't. I don't think it comes across. I think. It, I think it. Look, listen, Cody's a star, an absolute star. He was the best thing about the weekend. Yeah. But for me, man, see that it's just kind of forced or that. Just the way he was talking. He was talking in a funny way, and I don't know if he, he's always done that in the AEW, but I'm pretty sure I watched AEW a couple of weeks ago, and he cut me the list the same promo. And I thought, I'm not in the mood for this again. I don't know, I think he comes a close. He's trying to be too smart. He t- Do you know who it puts me in mind of? And I said this to Shab, but it puts me in mind of, and this will not mean anything to you, but Lionheart used to go and let him. See these wee, his wee face, his wee overacting faces, his wee kind of looking to the crowd and all this. And Ken, doing all that. You can't see what I'm doing now, but Ken, stunning up and doing all this, Ken. It looks... And, and I always we always used to say, Adrian... Adrian was a baby face and you go, why are you baby face? You're so unlikable. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That is, you're so unlikable, Ken. That just the way he just loves the smell. He's in shite, Ken. That kind of uh, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I feel as if he, I feel as if it just comes out too rehearsed and too forced his promo. Is he, did a, he, he forced those tears out? Those crocodile tears he's I mean, forced out there? Look, I can't say it because it's no fair. He's talking about his dad, and of course he's getting emotional and stuff like that. But I feel as if I've seen stuff like that before, and Aye. I get that he's getting a chance to be himself, and maybe I'm being a wee bit too much. But I just felt as if uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 
it's not that I didn't enjoy it, but I could see through it, put it that way. And what about Elias coming back as his brother Ezekiel? I, I tell you what, if someone he has... He looks like him, doesn't he? If, 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 <laughs> he's his double. I know, but I tell you what, if I hadn't been flagged up that actually it is Elias to me, I would actually be believe that because he looks so different. He did look different. But what I'm, it's funny, but because I thought to myself, well, what are they going to do with us? Because cause Elias has got a beard, hasn't he? Ah, yeah, yeah. Because I thought, well, well where, where is this going to go? Is there going to be some sort of one week he comes out as Elias? But he's can't kind of really do that if he's not got a beard. You know, the way, like, just Aye. apart and... And just pretend that he's different people. I but I I I hope it's not. I I love the Elias character. I really. I I just don't think he got the opportunity that he should have because he was so. He was over, really over at one point. Totally yeah. over. The he, he looked like something. Uh, he looked like somebody for like two thousand and six. He looked like make more like WWE two K. He looked uh, like he, a wrestler. He, he looked like like I don't know somebody that's just came up for. Um, what was a feeder company called in the early night? Uh, FCW. Aye, uh, literally somebody just come up for FCW in like 2006 with uh, Luke Gallows or one of the, <laughs> do you know what I mean? One of the kind of guys. Aye, 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 aye. But I'll but see like, where it goes. But that, I, I, what, else, what else happened in Raw? Roy Reigns cut a Your big Veerman guy, Roy he came out, didn't he? Veer came in, aye, there you go. But aye, it was, it was a bit lackluster for the Raw after Mania. I what thought. about Cody? Did you see Cody's... His entrance said there was a few botches in the entrance as well. Because <laughs> he was only halfway up the stage. <laughs> just his <laughs> wee heat sticking out. <laughs> the wee heat. And then he's gone, wah, wah, to get the fucking pyro on. And then it doesn't come. And then he walks two steps. Then it comes down. Oh, they're fucking going to bury Cody, aren't they? They're going to bury him. I don't know, man. I, I think I, I, I was delighted that they did give him everything. You know, yeah, for did. the logo, the American Nightmare. And the, the music and stuff like that. It was cool to see. Yeah, it was. It was indeed. Um, let's get in. We'll talk more about WrestleMania when we get to the buddies and putovers a little bit later on. But let's get into the correspondence from last week. Um, Gregor Daniel McBride's got in touch and says, Catching up on wrestling, daft while lounging by the pool and I'll be fair, sporting my oddball sports shorts. What a life. And he sent a wee picture of him. You can see his trainers, his gutties. He's got his legs stretched out with a pool in front of him. Very nice. Big two. Milk bottle legs, man. Good on you. At least somebody's getting to go abroad. I think the only place I'm going to, I'm going to some caravan park that I got for 19.99 after the sun. I'm going. <laughs> That's where I'm going, and maybe That's about the extent of my holidays this year. Well, when you've got good a, on you, good on you. At my uh, what's his name again? It's Daniel McBride. It's Daniel McBride. Oh, Daniel so, McBride. Daniel, we know Daniel really well on this podcast. So I thought this got me thinking, Grado. I want people, you're listening to the podcast right now. Take a picture this very moment. Take a picture right now, whatever you're listening to it. Send it into us at Wrestling Daft, and we'll see next week where the most unusual place someone's listening to the podcast is. That's so, a good idea. Right. Picture now, you're listening to the podcast. Take a picture on your camera phone. Let us see where you're listening to the podcast uh, and tweet us at Wrestling Daft and we'll do some more of these next week. I know we always moan about pictures and podcasts and they don't really work, but we can do theatre of the mind. So, get your pictures in. Right, Pablo's Vault of Horror, in reference to talking about Goldberg last week, the, the, this uh, clip has haunted you, McGrady. Wait to hear this. Right, so we're talking, me and you were talking about Goldberg last week, right? And Pablo's Photo Horror has clipped this bit of the podcast off and he says, uh, Pablo's Photo Horror says, in reference to talking about Goldberg last week, not sure if we need the Goldberg pulling out sound effect. Now listen to this, Grado, because it has haunted me. Here we go. You know, in a couple of weeks in Liverpool, he's going to be there. Oh, really? Wow. And Jeff, I... Yeah, I'm on the podcast. Goldberg pulled out last night. Ah. 
So, yeah, it's a bit disconcerting <laughs> that. So we've got, yeah. Yeah, I'm on the podcast. Gober pulled out last night. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that's, that's dirty, man. It, it's, it's not a good look for me. It's not a good look for Gober me. Gober pulled out last night. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're talking Come about signing contest between you and Rab um, Grado uh, last week, potentially when Rab returns, because uh, he's now singing, obviously, in The Orphans. Uh, and Toby Michaels, our friend Toby Michaels, singer extraordinaire in uh, many a band. Uh, Sorry, mate, I just can't get the vision of Goldberg Horse and you in my mind now. Anyway, what were you saying? <laughs> Toby Michaels has stepped forward and offered to judge the singing competition between uh, you and Rab if it should happen. Uh, Side note, he says you're both lovely singers in your own right. Well, thanks very much for that, Toby. None of us can lace your boots when it comes to the old chanting, my man. Um, Well, if I'm going to be singing with with, with Rab, I'd rather date as soon as he comes back for often because I've heard some of the songs he's got to sing. And I don't know... you heard any of the songs? I, I, I've I seen a clip on Facebook of mate, him singing. Mate, it's no messing about, it's right, fucking high, high notes and all the rest of it. You're just as well, you didn't get that audition, you imagine? <laughs> no, I did get the audition, but I fucked it. Anyway. Aye, aye, fuck aye but that's fine, we'll do that as soon as Rab comes back. We'll have a right, I'm, sure Rab will be right, I'm sure Rab will be right up for that. Uh, Mark Russell says, Hi Troops, I thought I would share this video with you. I've been looking for it now for ages to share because I still find it hilarious. But it finally popped on my Facebook memories. This was at an ICW show I was at years ago, the one where the lights went out and Fergal Devitt was the mystery competitor for the Zero-G belt. The guy in front of us was buzzing the full show, kept on shouting stuff like, I've been saving up for this. He nearly wet himself, then came out with Shout of the Night in this video. Keep up the good work. Hope Grado's hoop as well. And this comes from Mark. Um, listen to this chant, Grado, which happened at an ICW show just a wee while ago. Smash up, cunt! Smash up, cunt! Smash up, cunt! Smash up, cunt! <laughs> Brilliant, love that. Can't love that. Got to love the ICW faithful. Aye, uh, that was that man. That was that was some night when Fergal God see me think about it, it was mental how often Fergal would turn up now. It used to be the best when he was at ICW. His match with Wolfgang was superb. Anyway. 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 <laughs> Michael pointed out ahead of the old firm uh, that Hulk Hogan last week, Grado, and I don't know if there's an indication yet again that Hulkster's been at it. Hulk Hogan just tweeted out last week, HH. Oh, come on. Surely we, this is, we've, we've, we've pointed this out before, have we not? We have, but I mean, he just tweeted out his initials, HH. He must have been on the booze, the old Hulkster. Celtic daft, says did, Michael. He must be you Celtic see, daft. If you, do you follow Hogan on Twitter and anything like these days? I do. Do you know see he's got a wee karaoke club on a Monday night? And I see. Watch Raw. No, this is what they do. It's like um, his boy Nick does the DJing. Rick Flair is always there. He's always on the dance floor in this, in this Hulk Hogan pub. And they're always all dancing and Raw's on the background. But I've, I would have liked to have seen his reaction on Monday when Cody said his name and the whole place booed. I'd like to have seen his reaction on Sunday after the Old Firm result. <laughs> um, I'm going to Florida. I'm going to Florida in the summer. Do you think I can find this pub and like go and oh, see I, I, I don't know if there's still two, but there was two back in the day. No, there was there was a Hulk Hogan beat shop and there was a Hulk Hogan beat shop and pub. But I right. think he's I think he downsized. But he's always cutting about, mate. 
Right, okay, so head down there for a minute for that and maybe, you know, we can talk and reminisce about, talk about you. Aye, oh, he'll remember me, all right. Of course he will, of course he will. Um, so that's it for this week's Correspondent. If you want to get in touch with any of that, remember, get your pictures in, uh, just send random wrestling related stuff. Get us on Twitter, at Wrestling Daft, on Insta, Wrestling Daft Podcast, or just Wrestling Daft on Facebook, or email us, wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. Grado, this week uh, Wrestling Daft is brought to you by BetterHelp. Now, people don't realise that physical symptoms, and I want you to listen very closely to this, like headaches, teeth grinding, and even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. And let's not forget about doom scrolling. That's you. How do you know that's me? Too little, sleeping too much, undereating, and overeating. Wow, if that's ever been me. That, that, that is me. How that doom, is that what they call it? Doom scrolling. You know what it is. I'm Googling a doom scroller. Symptoms, absolutely. Oh my god. Right. Okay. So what, what, this could be an indication right. of stress, Grado. I mean, you are a hardworking man. You do this podcast. You do the radio. You do the wrestling. You do the TV. You do the panto. You do everything. So you are working hard, and you could be getting stressed out. Right, how do I, how do I get some help here? You've got the young baby at home. You know I've got the young baba. You're right. Are you, should, you, are, you, are you eating less at the moment because you're on your gluten-free diet? Well, you're not you're sleeping taking, well. not taking a dissect. That's uh, part of the show and it's a, a sponsor, but my gluten-free career came to an end on Saturday night via a fish finger. But I'll, I'll talk about that another time. Anyway, you go gluten, on. You, you get gluten-free fish fingers, you do know this? No, I know, but that was it for my dinner. Oh, right. You had fish fingers. I knew you were going to say that. Oh. <laughs> All the things you could have broken your gluten free with, and you went for a fish finger. Well, it was fish tacos, but they're made by fish fingers. Oh, oh I do like fish. I like a fish taco. But listen. Yeah. All these indicators could be signs that you're stressed, right? Because stress can show up in so many different ways. In a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less, and grind all the time, here's your reminder to take care of yourself. Do less and maybe try some therapy. Now, we've talked about BetterHelp on this podcast before. It's a customised online therapy that's going to offer you video, phone, and even live chat sessions with a therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to, right? Um, Because, I mean, we all need a bit of TLC when it comes to mental health these days, don't we? We do. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You need a week or two, I thought. Yeah, it just and speaking to someone about all these problems, about all these worries, can sometimes help, especially with stress. Uh, and especially somebody that you don't know either. About it might, somebody that, that, that that's experienced. Aye. And you know, sometimes you don't want to talk to people that you know. And yeah, exactly. And better help is much more affordable than in-person therapy because you could be spending an absolute fortune when you go to a therapist these days. So there you go. Doom scrolling Grado. He's stressed that he's got to get a bod appointment from his sister Elaine. So this is what he needs to get involved with. It's much more affordable, like I say, than in-person therapy. Give it a try and it might help you. Give on you know, we might as well give it a try because we're going to give you 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash wrestling daft. If so you get involved now, that's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash wrestling daft and do your mental health a wee favour. Every week we separate the good stuff from the bad stuff in wrestling. We bury and put 
over stuff. Uh, it's obviously it's a bit of a WrestleMania special this week, Grado. So we're put over the Vince McMahon selling a star to the Austin Theory selling a star. That's the Bryson put over this week. <laughs> and Austin Theory sold it like the Rock. I have to say it was a I love I love that Rock sell of the star, and Austin Theory did. I paid a good tribute to it. Too much. Too much, too much. All right, Gary, uh, you've both kind of done our buddies and put overs from WrestleMania. Aye, I, I, listen, I'm not going to burden because I feel enjoyed all wrestling this week. I'm going to put over WrestleMania. I'm going to put over. I watched some of the WWE. Uh, sorry, sorry. I watched some of the Ring of Honor show. I've watched a couple of other wee bits and bobs that happened during WrestleMania weekend, and even just getting to see everybody's pictures that were there. They were lucky yeah. enough to be there for Comic Con and stuff like that. So, aye, I'm next I'm year, Grado, next year, yeah, that should be man. Next year, Wrestling Daft trip to WrestleMania to watch Grado Wrestling. Everyone's invited, all the listeners invited as well. We'll pile over, watch you wrestle. Yeah. If I can get booked. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right, let's book, we'll start the campaign later now this year. Let's book Grado for Mania. Uh, I'll take a rumble, just a rumble slot. Any, any rumble, rumble slot, we'll, uh, we'll take anything if you're listening you're a promoter over in the States. Uh, Sean's got in touch first off and says, put over an overall very good Mania that had low expect- expectations. It was a very fun weekend of wrestling. We've been saying that all podcast, Grado. Absolutely, you have. Um, I, I couldn't say it better myself. Bury myself for Bury and Logan Paul being on Mania last show, then him actually being really good at the whole wrestling thing. Well, I'm telling you, you transcended because I'm in my, my, my the chat with all the boys and there's maybe one or two of them out of 30 that like the wrestling. Aye. And all the boys that don't like the wrestling were going, oh my God, look at Logan Paul, he's a good wrestler. So it's, it's definitely, they've, they've done their... What they set out today with Logan Paul because he did look tremendous. I mean, it looks like they're going to run a program with him. Well. <laughs> I mean, it looks like yeah, the Miz and the Logan Paul things going to continue after Miz played the dirty. But they tried to turn Miz's face. I don't understand. Don't turn. No, him. no. I had heard that the Logan Paul deal was that at the end Logan Paul becomes a baby face, and that's a paddle in, in their agreement. There's no chance they'll get Logan Paul as a for baby. That, that's, that's what I was thinking. There's no chance. Um, but they Van... need something like the Miz for that to work. That's true. That is true. Uh, Cooper Van Coop says, put over Zane versus Jackass is how comedy wrestling should be done. Grado, you're a big, you know, the big, the best comedy wrestler. And I don't want to say, I don't want to put comedy in front of your name, but you're a great, you make people, you entertain people when you wrestle. I mean, you you loved that, didn't you? I got a giggle off every spot, and I can I can just see because I heard that Shane Helms produced it, and I've spent a lot of time with Shane Daddy. Helms. I, I, I and I can tell, and he loves his Gaga, so it was perfectly produced. It was no too much, and it done everything. I thought Johnny Knoxville more or less played the straight guy in that match. Sami Zayn was a star. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also putting over, giving Austin the send-off he deserved. Him and KO deserved enormous credit for what they did. Uh, the triple threat tag team match for me was the best match over the two nights. I still think it's Becky Bianca for me, but, you know. Um, Jamie Kerr says, put over, owns Zayn and Pat McAfee. Um, Buddy, Sunday's Mania, opening match, best night of uh, with RK Bro Alpha Academy and Street Profits. After that was Zayn making Jackass cast. Jackass cast look good. Oh, it's a criticism. Uh, performer of the night, Pat McAfee, tells a story. Other matches were meh. Brock Crane's terrible. Oh, who's that? That's Jamie. Regular correspondent. So, uh, not You're never happy, that. Jamie, are you? He's not very happy. Dean says, put over Pat McAfee living his dream, putting on a decent performance and being over with the crowd. 
He, he was good, man. The music helped him as well. But he, oh, mate, how how did they get the White Stripes Seven Nation Army? I like how they're doing that. I just I, I, I thought it was perfect, man. It just suited him right down to a T. Oh, it? oh, I love that. Help, man. They really, really do help. Yeah, I said, I said to, to my mates, he could be one of the top baby faces in SmackDown if he wanted. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really, really good. Um, it wants Buddy Fins for letting his ego get in the way and fucking it up. Could have easily had Theory attack McAfee afterwards and Austin make the same without McMahon being involved. Vince just... This is business. This is He's not done in a wee while, man. Let him, let him have his fun. It was his last hour. Look, he'll not be doing anything else. I can't nah, imagine. that's him done. That he's, 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 the last thing you'll see... I think that's the last time you'll well, see... Well, don't... don't remember his mom was a hundred and one when she did... That's true. This is true. But I mean, taking a stunner. I mean, after he take that stunner, he must be going. Nah, I'm done. I'm <laughs> absolutely <fuck> that. <laughs> that. done. Absolutely done. A uh, couple of patrons getting in touch as well. Uh, Bronze Chill, favorite of ours, uh, putting over FTR versus the Briscoes at Ring of Honor. Austin versus Owens for nostalgia. Diddy versus Pat. Roman versus Brock. And Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Another um, good comedy match was that ring Cole Cabana wrestled. I can't remember the, the fella's name, but the opening bout in the Ring of Honor match. Uh, Somebody really sent us a message. And I wish I could track it down. In fact, it was Ben McDougall was the person was over at Mania in Dallas. One of our listeners was over at Mania in Dallas. Now this got really weird because someone sent us a, a video of someone during the Colt Cabana match shouting out for "Where's Grado?" <laughs> and I was like, "What? That's mental!" And then Ben, one of our fellow listeners, was over at Mania, messaged me saying, "Aye, I, I, that was me. I was it was me who was shouting Where's Grado.'" <laughs> that's brilliant. That's brilliant. That's so brilliant. Uh, there we go. You got a shout at Re- uh, WrestleMania weekend, Grado. Uh, but Bronchel was burying the NXT cutest cowboy couple, Paul. I've not seen this. I'll need to look this out. And the Undertaker Hall of Fame speech was more like a TED talk to me. It was like a TED talk. He's right. He's bang on. Plus, he never thanked his granny. That's right. Never fanged his poor old fucking gran. I know. I know. And uh, he didn't thank Foley as well, didn't he? There was a lot of folk going on about uh, that. I, I saw Mick Foley's daughter uh, getting a bit hot about that. Um, Ian Milne says, put over the performances of Pat McAbee, Logan Paul and Johnny Knoxville. Uh, Buddy, raw after me, apart from Cody and Bianca promos, it was very disappointing. I agreed with that. Um, Stevie Boy, uh, our listener of the week from last week, um, he is putting over WrestleMania in general being a success and easily the best one since 30 or 31. Wow. Highlights were Bianca versus Becky, Rollins versus Cody, Pat stealing the show, and Austin and Vince providing the nostalgia factor despite that horrendous stunner. Um, Charlotte versus Ronda is a big buddy for Stevie, easily the black mark of an otherwise top-notch WrestleMania. Hmm. Our guest later on might disagree with that. Uh, Chris says, put over the fact Nakun will be pointing at the WrestleMania sign again for eight months. Fucking, <laughs> fucking show the way everyone... Sure, the way everyone goes and goes about it wanting their moment. There you go. And uh, burying Ronda Rousey's ring gear, she was fanning around with it all the way through the match. Just <laughs> get some funny, gear that's comfy. I, I love, I love how that kind of puts full calf. I get that. <laughs> Fucking funny about gear. Uh, could, be, could be your listener of the week contender for Chris. Uh, Giza Gobble, like Duguka says, great two night mania works so much better with being four hours max. Agreed. Best bits for me: Wee Man Body Slam and Sammy. Uh, Cody's return to have the best match the weekend KO and Stone Cold tearing that up also special note to Samoa Joe becoming all elite we've not even talked about Samoa Joe came a long way since the Kagoo last year <laughs> Kagoo what was that again I won the rest that rain at Wrestlemania and Joe <laughs> <laughs> that's right 
it's game all the way. You're by the way, have you seen the press conference with Tony Khan and Samoa Joe? Oh, it's hilarious, man. Is it, is, I you saw, heard about this, no? I saw a screen grab of Tony Grant basically creaming like, himself. It's like Samojo's like that. It's the end of the press conference, Samojo's like that. And Tony's like that. Yeah, that's you, Samojo, that's you, Samojo. And he gets up and he walks off and you can tell Tony Khan's wanting a wee bit more for Samojo. And there's an awkward silence and Joe's walking away and Tony Khan's going, Thanks, Joe! Thanks, <laughs> Joe, thanks! <laughs> and he just fucks off. It's brilliant, honestly. It's dead awkward. I'll look at that. Giza uh, <laughs> Gobble, the good is burying WWE's obsession with augmented reality graphics. I hate them. They're just pissing and nothing to the entrances. What's that? Are you know the big, you know the kind of big CGI that pops up like annoying. the Roman Reigns and all that. Do you, like that? Do you know who that? that oh no, you don't like it. I no. like to be Cody Rhodes. But ah, I right. don't like it. I didn't like that. I was like Bianca Belair's is like a, a big lip. Wait, ponytail and all that. Ponytail, ah, that's terrible. I don't like that. There's no need for them. It's too Kevin, much. Kevin Dunn just fucking about, isn't it? Mm, fucking got a new new toy. New he's app. fucking Aye. about with it. Aye, it's like a new app. That's what mm. it is. He's fucking about with it. Look what I can do. Um, <laughs> put over uh, Jushin Thunderlager is putting over Bianca versus Becky, Sammy versus Knoxville, Seth versus Cody, best matches of Mania, and Austin's Owens was a big highlight for him. And he's burying Charlotte and Ronda. Wasn't great. Thought Logan Paul done a much better job wrestling than Ronda. Ooh. Apparently, the rumours are that Ronda was not very happy that she wasn't top billing, and there was also rumours that she walked out of WrestleMania. Uh, you just never know stuff with stuff like that. You never, never know. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. It's that time of the show where we have our run-in. Obviously, Rab, for the last couple of weeks, has been off, and I find it hard just doing it with John because he talks so much shit. So what I like today is get somebody. I'm only kidding, no, John. You know that's looking. But we do like to add. We, we like to have a wee guest. So breaks the day up a wee bit, don't we? We do, and I look, some of the guests you've been booking the last couple of weeks have been incredible. Well, it's about to take a step in another direction because today we've got one of the most, I would say, well-respected guys that are in the writing side of wrestling online. He's the. He's a big part of PW Insider. He's respected by quite a lot of the boys, without a doubt. None other than the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson is here. Mike, can you hear me? I can, Grado. How are you, sir? How are you, Mike? It's very, 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 very good to hear you. It's good to hear you too. I mean, the last time I heard her, I heard or saw you, I was sitting in Madison Square Garden and my Twitter DM went off and you were like, this is one of the greatest nights of my life. And I was like, are you here? And like five minutes later, we were we were having a drink. How are you? That mate, that was a great day. Let's just clear this up. I was not in a wrestling ring at Madison Square Garden, John. I was at a WWE house show at right. Madison Square Garden. I think it was 2017. Yeah. And I met Mike. Who I, I don't know if we spoke online beforehand. I, we probably did, but uh, Jeremy Borash always put Mike over, and I was all, I, I've always really respected what Mike does online and stuff like that. So it was great to meet Mike at Madison Square Garden, and you're right, we did share a beer. 
Yeah, and I was excited to meet you because I'd seen all your stuff on ICW and all these other places. And, you know, I, I knew how how great and how much fun you were in the ring. And everybody always told me what a great person you were. So it was it was it was great to like, you know, it was like the last place you would expect to run into Grado <laughs> is in the middle of your hometown in New York City. And there he was. So it was awesome. You know what? It's like one of the like people because I remember telling wrestlers in the UK and a lot of wrestlers have a bit of self-pride and they don't like to admit when they when they're fans and they go to shows. I mean, at the time I was still contracted to TNA, John. Oh, were you? And I was in and I was in holiday. I was in vacation with my girlfriend. And uh, who was it that gave me the tickets? It was, what do you call him? Miles. It was Miles that got me the tickets. Uh, Kurt Hawkins. And I went, you know what? I'm going to go there. And I swear to God, I had a ball. AJ Styles was coming out and I'm dancing to the AJ Styles music and I'm singing all the music and I'm jumping about and I'm having a beer. You've got to have fun at wrestling shows. Do you still have fun when you go to wrestling shows, Mike? I, you know, I do. I just came back from WrestleMania 38 weekend, and I saw like nine shows, including the two nights wow. at, at AT&T Stadium. And I'm there, you know, I'm there to work. I'm covering the shows, so I'm doing like live updates on, on PW Insiders. I'm working. But if you're not there and enjoying yourself, like why even invest the time into it? Like there comes a point in time in your life, especially as you get older, where it's like, why waste your time on something, especially with the last couple of years we've all had? Why waste your time on something that's not going to uh, lift you up emotionally and spiritually? Why, why not do something that's going to raise you up, make you feel better and give you a better day? Like no one wants to be miserable. No, like, like every, we've all had points in our lives where we've had jobs like, I got to deal with this jerk. Oh, I got to go here. And we all had to make our money. But if you can be in a position where you can do something you love, it's the best day in the world, even when it's the worst day on the job. But yeah, I, I still enjoy. I saw so many wrestlers just busting their butts. Like I saw Michael Oku, who, I, you know, very well from the from the UK and the European scene, yeah. had this great match with Rich Swan over the weekend on one of the shows. And I was and I had never seen him live. I had just seen him on tape. And I was like, wow, this guy's so much fun and so good. And he and Rich had this great chemistry. Uh, I saw um, a great match with Flamita and, and Bandito at an MLW show. And you sit there and you kind of get breathless for a second because you're like, how are these guys putting all of this madness together? And mm -hmm. you think about what the brain power it takes just to create something and conceptualize it. And then they go out and do it. And Lucha is such a unique thing in the ring compared to what, you know, Americans and what some Europeans do. And you're like, how are they keeping all this in their brain as they're trying to do everything? And if they're off by 10 seconds, it's going to look absolutely horrible. So you can't help but marvel at that. And even being at WrestleMania, like the per if I thought this year was a really fun show, especially night one, they gave you more than they promised, which is very rare for a WWE thing. Sometimes you get what you expect. You get a lot less. This time you got Austin in the ring. You got McMahon in the ring. You had Cody come back. But just the, you can't help but look at that production that they put on for a big show like that and be and not be overwhelmed and impressed because that production team and Grado, you know this from working TV, the people who work behind the scenes that never get praised, who work on lighting, who work on sound, who work on pyro, who work on the backstage logistics of making sure that the TV shows and, and live events run smoothly that no one ever hears about. Those are the people who really bust their butts the most and should be celebrated after a big weekend like this, because all the different moving parts that it takes just to put on that monster 
of a production, I'm always impressed by just sitting there watching it because their timing has to be impeccable too before anybody even gets in the ring and everybody's paying attention to them. One pyro goes off at the wrong time. The lighting cues are wrong and it destroys the entire ambience of the show. So yeah, I, I really appreciate and love wrestling. I appreciate and love everything that's done behind the scenes about it. But yeah, I, I'm at a point in my life where if I don't enjoy, if I don't think I'm going to enjoy myself, I could stay home. I get paid the same whether I go to the show or not. Well, I'd rather be there and kind of immerse myself to have an idea of the ambiance and how it feels to be at the show and get a get a firsthand understanding of what it was like being in the room. Uh, I don't have to. I choose to because I, I still love wrestling so much. But you're bang on. You're bang on with it. With it this weekend. Me and John were on a podcast last week and we're sitting there and we're going, oh, the build to WrestleMania, it hasn't been that great. There's, apart from Austin and the possibility of Cody turning up, there's nothing that we're really that excited about. But you've got to hand it to the WWE. That was a great weekend of television and you're bang on with the likes of production because even the wee small bits, as you say, like for me, even whoever picked the WrestleMania theme song this year, I, I love it. It's wee things like that. Everything was just for me was perfect, and it was a, a, a great a great WrestleMania. Absolutely. Yeah, there, there's a thing that uh, Walt Disney used to always say when he opened up the first theme park in California. You know, it's never going to be done. We have to plus it. We have to find ways to plus it, and make it a little bit better. And I always feel like with WrestleMania, with like the Bianca Belair entrance, or some of the or Sasha coming out in the in the in the I was a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, I don't remember which, but like little things like that add to just a little bit of character flair, or they add something a little bit different that the audience doesn't doesn't expect on a on a regular Monday Night Raw or Friday Night SmackDown. Little things like that, they just add a little bit of a pop. You know, it's like we you can come out and do your little dance, but when you come out to Madonna, it adds a little bit of something extra where people can just find a, a different way to connect to you, even if they've never seen you before. Mm -hmm. And I feel like WWE is great at that on the big shows. They come up with ways... Like, because WrestleMania is their time capsule more than anything else. That's going to be the one show that every fan 20 years from now goes, oh, what happened in WWE? This is going to be the representation of WWE for that year. So they do a lot of things on that show to appeal to someone who's just watching that show cold, as opposed to the fans who are immersed in every single WWE broadcast presentation. You could go on the WWE Network or Peacock or wherever it's streaming by the time someone listens to this and watch WrestleMania and kind of know start to end what the stories are that's why as much as people complain about like the video packages that are endless on that show it's to induct the people who aren't wwe diehards into what they're watching but that show i think when you look at it it was the one time where wwe over delivered for everybody right yeah, in, in a long time and like last year they came back and it was like hey we're having a show in front of fans again and that was good enough i think for right. everybody but this year was sort of like their step back into the type of WrestleMania presentation they had before we all hit the wall in 2020 and the pandemic happened. And, yeah. and it was it was nice to watch. It was nice to be around. Like I was in the press box and looking down over that sea of humanity. It was weird to be around that many people at one time. Like I live in New York and I haven't been to Manhattan all that much in the last couple of years because you know, everything was shut down and it started to come back and Broadway's back and a lot of the major things are back, but it's not what it used to be. It doesn't feel the way it used to be. And being at being at WrestleMania those two nights and just seeing the sheer mass of, of humanity, just as I'm driving up to the stadium, it felt like wrestling was back where it was. 
Now, whether it stays that way, we can all knock on wood and hope and pray. But in that moment, it felt more like, all right, we're back to normal. We're ba- everyone's back to work. And that was a nice feeling, too. I was going to say, Mike, what were your, get your highlights and what were your lowlights of the, the weekend? Um, I thought Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch had the absolute best match of the sh- of, of either night of WrestleMania. I absolutely loved it. Um, I, I Becky Lynch is just an insanely radiant star uh, who is, to me, on the level of just performing and projecting herself like Ric Flair was in 1985 or Hogan was in 85. There's just something about Becky that she's able to just command the audience. Uh, Bianca Belair is one of the best athletes they've ever hired in the history of WWE period. Uh, she's absolutely great and likable. I love that match. That was my favorite bell-to-bell match. I thought AJ Styles and Edge had a really damn good match on night two. Uh, I like the twist with Damian Priest. Uh, as as you know, I've been joking on the site, you know, Edge has turned into Malachi Edge in recent weeks. <laughs> you know, he's, he, it seems like he he went to the Alice, Alistair Black finishing school. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. But, you know, Damian Priest is a guy who, even though he they've done some stuff with him and he's had a title reign and Bad Bunny, he's kind of still been underrepresented. So I'm curious to see where they go with that. I know a lot of people weren't... Uh, across the board in love with Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey mm. as much as I was, but I was like, that was a fight, man. And sometimes a fight doesn't look pretty. Exactly. It doesn't, really- it, it doesn't need to look cute. It, need, it doesn't need to be, everything doesn't need to be perfect with stuff like that. I felt like that as well. The reason why I went back, cause I'm, I missed quite a lot because obviously it's through the night here and I fell asleep and, and I was reading and it was all to do with the, the botches and stuff like that. And I, I went back and I felt, well, what's that? that wasn't much. That was that was it, their it, watch first. It wasn't it wasn't Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair. No, it was to perfect be. and perfectly timed and a great masterpiece. But it was it was a spot, you know, it was a fight. And Ronda Rousey's a fighter. She's not an entertainer. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte Flair is one of the best wrestlers in the world, and she did a great job. So mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. And then listen, if you ever cared about Steve Austin at, at all which I, I think we know everybody loves Steve Austin. It's it's not a, a shock. You know, we all thought, all right, he's going to do like a five-minute little brawl, and then he's going to hit the stunner, and that's going to be it. And we got a full-fledged, unannounced Steve Austin match. The man brawled through the crowd. He took a suplex on the floor. They brawled on the stage. Kevin Owens gave us a master class in being a great heel who makes a hero look amazing. You yeah. go back and look at that. That's probably one of Kevin Owens' best performances of his entire career because he made sure that it was all about Austin, but at a but at the same time, he got enough heat on him for himself yeah. that he looked credible before he took the stunner. So, like, my fear going into this was, uh, you know, Kevin, they always have this sort of rhythm with Kevin where they build him up and then they wipe him out, and then he's got to build himself up again. I don't think he lost anything coming out of the match. No, because he looked, it was a credible fight. And I, I love that. And then, you know, the next day you got for, if you wanted your nostalgia, you got Vince McMahon taking the worst stunner of all time against Austin. But if you go back to, you know, I I can't believe I know the date, but September 25th, 1997, uh, you see Vince take that first stunner with, from Austin to Madison Square Garden. That was awful too. (laughs) He couldn't take a stunner when he was 50, never mind 75. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, everybody wanted to see Austin do the little, do, do the beer, and, 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 you know, right down to the DTA, don't trust anybody. Oh, Pat McAfee, you're a nice guy. Da, 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 da. Have a, nope, you're getting stunned too. Right. I mean, so if, if you liked Austin, it was a nice piece of nostalgia. And I like that they brought him back for night two because 
you got 70, 80,000 people there who were there just because they were there for night one doesn't mean they were there for night two. So there wasn't that feeling of, oh, I missed Austin. I should have gone the other night. They had Undertaker come out and, and, and wave to everybody. Um, I really thought that everything on the show, with the exception of one match, really delivered. And the one match that didn't deliver was New Day against Ridge yeah. and Sheamus. And, and we know why. They ran long on night one one and they just they got him crowbarred into night two and it was like do your entrance get in and out and and you're done so at least they all got to perform at wrestlemania as opposed to getting pulled off the show which is always you know just a, a, a mental screw up for these guys like they always feel like they've been done wrong or what have i done wrong or my whole year has been wasted so at least they got on but we know that match could have been something really great if they had a good 15 20 minutes to do something so i don't even blame the talent it was just unfortunately a necessity of the of the logistics of their timing from night one but yeah there was a lot of good stuff on the show um i you know i thought the the ftr against the briscoes and ring of honor was absolutely incredible i think that was the best match i've heard about that something yeah that was a war like an old school Four guys don't like each other. They're going to beat each other. Bloody war. And I, I loved it. I think that was the best bell-to-bell -bell match of anything on any of the shows. Grado's old home, Impact Wrestling, had a great night. Briscoe's against the Good Brothers. They had a great Ultimate X match. In fact, I'll give you I'll give you a story. I didn't put on PW Insider yet. So I was in the room where they were setting up the Ultimate X before the show. And as they lifted up the girder, they hit a chandelier in the hotel and shattered it. So I don't know who's paying for that, but it was pretty significant damage. Oh, I don't know if that will get paid for. Uh, well, so some, someone had to sign a contract with the building. So, so I, I, but it was it was raining glass all around that ring, and I was like, oh my god, here we go, pro wrestling uh, chaos theory. You know. Mike, I've got to ask you a question. One of your contemporaries, uh, Mr. David Meltzer, kind of. He got a lot of heat on Twitter after criticizing Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville match. What did you make of it? Well, okay, so I didn't see what he wrote, but here's what it was. It was a live-action Looney Tunes cartoon. What yeah. else are they going to do with Johnny Knoxville? Is Johnny exactly. Knoxville going to go out there and do a headlock into a, into a head scissor and then do a couple of Hurricane Ranas? No. He was the, the whole thing started to promote the Jackass movie. People know him as that character. Of course, they're going to play into that character. That's like saying, well, Mr. T got in the ring at WrestleMania one and he didn't do five arm drags and a drop kick. Do you think Mr. T is going to be able to do that? Much less would should Mr. T do that? Yeah. Um, here's what I can tell you. I know some people love the match. I know some people hated the match. The goal of a pro wrestler is to go out there and make the audience care about what you're doing and bring them up and bring them down. And whether it's making them laugh or making them angry, your job is to, is to elicit a response out of them. I was in the press box. So I'm looking down when I'm looking out the glass at, at the arena, at the stadium. All I saw that entire match were people jumping up and down. Yep. And on the screen, all I could see beyond what was on the, the TV screens were people laughing at what was going on. Whether it was Wee Man coming out from under the ring and beating the crap out of Sami Zayn, which I thought was funny, or the ridiculously large cartoonish mousetrap, or whatever. The audience loved all of it. So if the audience loved it, it doesn't matter whether I loved it or Dave Meltzer loved it or anybody else. The audience loved it. Exactly. And if the audience loved it, it's a success. It's that simple. Yeah. And the crowd you were know, hot. The crowd were the crowd were hot. I mean, more so the Saturday night, but they were a great WrestleMania crowd as well. Yeah. They were and and you know, they I I, I the one thing that shocked me was I, and I don't know the numbers other than what WWE said, but they said there were like 
like 30 or 40 different countries that were there. And that's the one thing I was shocked that I didn't expect as many international travelers coming in because, uh, you know, we're still not, no matter what, how we're all acting at this point, we're still not 100% out of this mess. No, and, it, right. and as we saw with the Omnicron, it could always come back. So I was surprised at how many people were just like, yep, going to go to WrestleMania, no fear. Mm-hmm. And good for them that, that, that they felt that way. But, you know, you, you, it was amazing to me to see, like they said, oh, people from all 50 states were here, which I expected that. Right. Because you got those diehard fans who are like, this is my vacation. I'm going here. And in the United States, you know, it's a lot easier to travel now. But internationally, you know, it's there, there's still all sorts of different parameters. So I was surprised at how, as many people came from out of the States. Uh, but you know what? God bless them for being able to do it. My hope is that two weeks from now, everybody who is there isn't sick in some way, shape or form, including well, myself. You know, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I can tell you being in Texas. It was the, the percentage of people wearing masks versus the people that weren't. It was like going into an alternative universe the second yeah. I got off the plane. I'm walking through Love Field and I'm like, all right, isn't everybody supposed to be still wearing masks in the airport? It was none uh, of that. I was uh, like the one person that I saw when I was leaving the leaving the leaving the airport. Hey Mike, I've got to ask you about, about Cody. I mean, for me, that and Saturday night, to me, that was what wrestling is all about. I watched that back and just the fact that he got to come out to to the music, he got the logo, the crowd. I mean, for me, I, I didn't know exactly if it was going to be Cody, and I liked that, even though it got spoiled because Shah Samuels texted me because I never watched it live. However, I wasn't 100% sure that he was going to show up, but for me, that was a perfect WrestleMania moment. I loved it. Yeah, I, like I reported he was starting WrestleMania weekend, but as you know, as, as, a, as a wrestler, Two seconds before you go out to the ring, something can change, no matter what company it is. That's just the nature of the game, especially when you're doing something live in the moment. Until that moment, anything can happen. Um, They did a great job. You know, we're talking about production. Seth comes out, and he's standing there. He's doing his maniacal Joker laugh, and everybody's waiting, and everybody's waiting, and the lights go out. Everyone's waiting. Everyone's waiting. And there's no, like, they don't throw the name up on the screen and give it away. Everyone's waiting, and then finally the music hits. And people who know the music are like, oh, and then when the, you know, when the guitar riff hits, all the graphics hit up and you just hear this huge roar in the building. And it was the biggest night of Cody Rhodes life. And I and would all no disrespect to AEW. But the last time Cody Rhodes was in WWE, he was liked by fans, but he was not a WWE star. He was somebody on the roster. And last night, or I should say Saturday night when he came out. It reminded me of all things the Hardys against Edge and Christian in that first ladder match. Because over the course of that ladder match, I think it was No Mercy uh, in 99 or 2000. They transformed themselves from just guys on the roster into legitimate bona fide WWE stars. And by the time Cody came up in the little elevator and, and looked around and walked to the ring, he had transformed from, oh, it was Dash and Cody Rhodes or Stardust. He was just another guy there into a legitimate star. Now, whether they can maintain that or not is on their creative, which can be dicey at times. Mm -hmm. But the one thing, like the match was awesome. He got to deliver. He got to basically continue on as the American Nightmare, the character that he's been in some way, shape or form from the day he walked out of WWE. And the next day, he cut a promo like a wrestler on a sports entertainment show. Mm -hmm. So if that's going to kind of be his character for right now, where he's this real person who wants to win the title in honor of his father, as opposed to this over the top cartoonish character. And he's the one wrestler standing strong in the storm of sports entertainment. He's going to seem so unique compared to everyone else in WWE at this, at this moment, whether they maintain that or not, I don't know, but yeah, uh, like, 
he did he and AEW did something really special when that was formed. And in my heart of hearts, I kind of wish he was still there because yeah. it would have been a nice story of all oh, these four. These guys came together. They formed the elite. They link up with Tony Khan. They build this this machine to rage against everything else in WWE. And they build this great home for themselves, this great future themselves. And we all live happily ever after. That's not really how life works. But in my mind, I would have preferred that. But Cody going there back to WWE I felt like he probably got to put out some fires and self-doubt that he had when he quit and maybe some angst and bitterness that he had when he left that company. Mm -hmm. And now, like, how can you not, how can anyone not respect the idea of my dad was one of the biggest stars in wrestling, but he never got to be the WWE champion. And at eight years old, my dream was to win that belt and say, this is yours. No one can take it from you the way it was taken from him in that Madison Square Garden match, right? And his dad passes away. He can't have that moment anymore, but he can still do it in honor of his dad. Who in the world doesn't love that story? It's an know? easy story. It's an easy story. That's Luke Skywalker trying to redeem his father level. But, like, oh my God, I get goosebumps here. You know, listen, it's, it's an easy story. story. Jo John's laughing at me, right? Because it <laughs> I'm laughing because Grado didn't like him. Mike. No, it's <laughs> not that I didn't. I didn't like the promo. It's not that I didn't like it. I just. Uh, I don't know. Some when Cody speaks, sometimes he uses words that I feel, and, and and this might be me being an asshole, but I feel some is quite forced and quite too rehearsed. If such, and even some of his mannerisms, I'm not the, the greatest fan of. However, what I will say, the story about the, what you've just said that could go, that could last a year. That whole story about him trying to win the title that his father wore. I do agree with that, but I hope that he. I know you're talking about the creative, but. Hopefully there's somebody in Cody's ear that maybe kind of reins him in. I know that he, his promos are great, and but in AEW, near the tail end, I didn't enjoy his promos. I cringed a wee bit. I, I think, you know, you're not wrong. I do think if there's one weakness to Cody at times, it's probably that he overthinks stuff and tries mm. too hard. And he probably, and, and you know, we listen, everybody, everybody in the business at some point was cutting promos to themselves in the mirror. That's just how you get better. But I, I do think there are times with him where he tries too hard, where, you know, at the end of the day, it's a blue collar audience. You don't have to come up with unique jargon and verbiage <laughs> to make them care about you. And I, and I have that problem too, because I have a, I have a weird, I have a weird vocabulary from reading so much of my entire life and I'll be doing audio and then I'll, I'll say something. I'll get like three emails. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, oh, I, I get that you know? for the opposite fucking reason. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, but I, I, I don't think the one thing there's no denying is that he cares so much. Sometimes he probably cares too much and he gets in his little bubble and doesn't think about how it's going to be heard or seen outside of that bubble. And I think that's every performer, you know, everybody always ha has a moment where they take a misstep and go, okay, I got a little too far off to the, off to the side. I got to get myself in the center of the road again. So, you know, but I like that promo because I truly believe when he was breaking up and starting to cry in that ring, that was legitimate uh, because no his doubt. dad meant the world to him. Uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I, I, nah, I'm, 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 <laughs> take some I feel bad for saying it, but I feel bad for saying it, but you just, no, don't feel bad. It's cause, it's cause Cody unfollowed him. No, you're right, John's, John's, I've got an ulterior motive in it. Cody, Cody unfollowed me on Twitter about a year ago, so ever since then I've wanted him to fail. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm going to go and follow him now. Forget that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm we'll kidding. He's him. a great guy. He's a, he's a great guy. 
Mike, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you on Wrestling Daft. We really appreciate your time. Really appreciate you coming on. I'm intrigued. I'm a, I, I studied journalism, uh, Mike, at university. How did you get into the wrestling journalism side of things? It was not a plan. <laughs> None of this was my plan in life. So I have, I, you know, I have a writing background. I, I went to accelerated writing courses at a school called Queens, New York, called John Bound High School. It still exists. Uh, they've changed the name of the course, but it still exists in some form. So I was doing things like um, uh, like being in like the New York Daily News newsroom as a volunteer and taking college level courses while I was in high school and things like that. And 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 like I went to like a master class that was taught by Kurt Vonnegut once, which Kurt Vonnegut Jr., excuse me, the late the late amazing author who gave me this amazing uh, advice. It was one of the best things I ever heard from a writer. Somebody asked him, like, if you're writing something, you can't figure out what to do with the character. What do you do? And he just looked at everybody and goes, kill the motherfucker. <laughs> I was just like, wow. It's, you know, I'm like 16 years old. I, like, it, it just it always stuck with me. Like, all right, harsh is the way to go. But, um, you know, my original goal was to go work in the entertainment world. And I was doing that. Uh, I was working for a guy named Lee Daniels, who later went on to recreate Empire. And I'd worked for a couple of other firms. I ended up in a car wreck and nearly died. And like, it's like, I had to like yeah. recently reboot my entire life. And I was already writing for one wrestling and Dave Shearer's wrestling Larry newsletter just for fun. And so I was doing that and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, because when you have a near and hopefully no one else has ever goes through this, but when you have a near death experience, you look back on everything and you go, okay, I didn't like this. I didn't like who I was. I could have been dead. Like, watch out, watch out, dead. Like that, that could have been my story on July 6, 2021. I was a uh, 20, 20, 2001, excuse me. I was a passenger in a car and somebody said, oh, shh. And I never heard the rest of the word. I was knocked out. And that could have been it. That would have been like the end of me. So when you're that hurt, you've got 18 months of surgeries and rehab and everything else to try and get yourself right again. And also get your head right again after going through a major trauma. You look back on things that used to be important to you. And suddenly you're like, oh, what am I doing? And at the same time, uh, once I was healthy, I was writing about wrestling because I was home unless I was doing rehab. And so it just ended up I was doing more and more. And I knew people from ECW when I was around ECW. And then Dave Scherer left one wrestling to create PW Insider a little bit over 18 years ago now. And he said, hey, I'm going to leave. And Dave was always my guy. That's my boy. I was like, oh, I'm going with you. And then he was like, well, I can pay you this. And if this takes off, uh, I, you know, we'll fit, we'll, you'll get more. Well, by the end of the first month, suddenly I had a full-time living. And I was already like, I didn't want to go back and do that stuff. I didn't want to go work 18-hour days living in New York on, a, on Los Angeles hours. And it's a very vain existence. And it's a very hard existence. You know, God bless everybody that does that world. It's a hard grind. Um, and I was like, I could be at home and I could live, make a full-time living and I could write about something I've always loved and cared about. All right, I'll give myself a year and see how it happened. And, and now I've been doing it a little bit over 18 years wow. and, I, and I'm always cognizant that it could always end and I'd have to move on to something else. I hope it never does. Cause I like being at home all day and making my own hours and doing my own things and running into Greedo in Madison square garden. But, um, you know, I, I'm very lucky. I'm very blessed. And it just sort of, you know, every year got a little bit bigger for me and every year got a little bit more interesting for me and i just been i've been blessed by pro wrestling from the second i went to the first monday night raw taping i met my best friends there at that taping the first taping of the manhattan center from with, there i go what i was there you, what by the way before you need, you need to tell me what's the scoop on the vladimir documentary by the way i wish i had an answer 
Come right, on, so man. Grado knows I'm talking about Vladimir and Ringside Charlie, who are like two of the most famous fans in the world. They're my best friends. Um, everyone's waiting. I suspect that that stuff got sold over to A&E, and that's why we haven't seen it, because A&E hasn't started rolling out the next round of WWE footage. But we haven't gotten a clear answer on that. And, you know, 10,000 people asked Vlad in, in, in Dallas, like, where's the documentary? And he's like, I don't know. Like, no oh. one's told him. He's waiting. He hasn't even seen it yet. Was 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 that this, was it the same? Because I remember they were going to release the Luger documentary, and then they had said that there was so many layoffs mm. in the documentary team. Was that related to that? Yeah, I, I think I think every it was just a confluence of events. I think they 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 killed two divisions and made it one. People who worked on some of these projects were gone, so they weren't there to, to fight for them. Um, and they were, you know, they've changed so much about the internal maneuverings of that company that they've, you know, the, under Nick Khan, it's been like, how many new revenue streams can we get? It's mm-hmm. okay. Why? You know, we've already got Peacock paying us this. Why put all this stuff out on Peacock now? We can take some of this stuff that wouldn't be original WWE Peacock content because it's not live TV and that Peacock's not specifically paying for it, we can get someone else to pay for it. We can have more than one revenue stream. And I think I think that had a big part of it too. But yeah, Vlad's waiting. Like he's waiting to see it. He hasn't seen it yet. He, I, I want it to come out. You know, I'll be honest, you know, anybody who saw Vlad at WrestleMania in Dallas, he's walking with the cane now. He's got some health issues. They're not going to resolve themselves. You know, this is a guy who used to go run like five miles a day and uh, and, and go play softball four day, four games a weekend and was a big, tough, big guy. And, you know, he's getting, you know, he's older now, but he's not going to bounce back and be the person that he was. He's walking with the cane now. He's got some issues. Uh, I wanted to come out because I know it'll uplift him and it'll be exciting for him. And he'll get this cool moment of this is his life. And I saw the documentary. It, it streamed to the L.A. Shorts Film Festival last year, and I was able to see it. So I, and the only reason I haven't written about what's in it is just out of respect for my friend more than no, anything else. Yeah. But I, the one thing that I will say is that WWE should put, should have put it out this past weekend. Here's why. No matter how discombobulated we are as people or as a society in the United States, where politically we're so decisive at the moment, and I hope that changes – the one thing that unites us, no matter who we are, is the thing that we're passionate about, whether it's Star Wars or Star Trek. We're all passionate about something, whether it's wrestling or baseball. We're all passionate about something. This is a guy whose entire life, his adult life, is it's been about he's passionate and he loves pro wrestling. He's not there to go, look at me, look at me, I'm so important, like some people are in the world. <laughs> you know, He's not an influencer trying to... Uh, he's not a cultural influencer where the, the story is about him as opposed to the culture he cares about. This is a guy who just loves wrestling and he lives and dies for wrestling. If he wasn't able to go to wrestle, if he wasn't able to go to WrestleMania this year, it would have crushed him. When that one year they were in the performance center and they, there were no fans, it broke his heart to not go. And, you know, whether it's WWE or he's at an indie show with me, uh, like he was over the weekend, he's sitting there and he's like the most on the edge of his seat fan for every near fall and everyone coming out. And he just wants to say thank you to every wrestler. He loves pro wrestling probably more than most husbands love their wives. I know that sounds silly, <laughs> but it's true. There's a, there's like a, there's an essence of innocence about him when it comes to how much he loves wrestling. And the reason they should have put it out and, and I'll say, and I'll say this every day, should put it out today, put it out today. By the time you're done watching it, you feel like this is why I love wrestling. Like, well, that's a great this, feeling then. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and I think it would unite everybody. Like, oh, this is why I love WWE. I love WWE because it gave me something when I needed something in my life. When I was down, 
and I was depressed. All right, I could put on wrestling and ding, ding, ding. I could watch something and it completely distracted me, whether it was great or bad or fun or silly or stupid or exciting. I, it was still in my headspace, and that allowed me to get out of my my mental funk or take my mind off something that was sad or something that was really bothering me. And that's something wrestling has given all of us at some point in our lives. We've all been gifted that by pro wrestling. And for him, the gift has been he's kind of become this weird sort of pseudo celebrity just because he loves wrestling. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw probably 50 wrestlers stop and say, can I get a photo with you? Wow. I'd love and, a punch of wave me. Honestly, I'd love it. Well, let's make it happen. Let's <laughs> make that happen. Um, the one thing that he that and I don't even think he understands it. He is the living, walking avatar of professional wrestling fandom. And I, when he's gone one day, everyone's going to say, remember that guy? He's the guy who's going to be known for just loving pro wrestling. He's not a smart fan. He doesn't care about spoilers. He's never seen my website. He's my best friend. That's one amazing. Of my best friends. He's that makes me love him even more. That's yeah. I, and like when we talk, like when we talk, it's never about, oh, guess what's going to happen? Like he doesn't want to know. He just wants to watch the shows. <laughs> and I respect fire. that. But like he's the living essence of everything that's great and pure about loving pro wrestling. So I, yeah. God damn it, WWE, put that documentary out. Let's go. Like, I've just seen that beautiful picture because I, I, I wasn't aware, aware of Vladimir until Gradle pointed him out to me. I've just seen that beautiful picture of him standing there with the belt with Stephanie and uh, Hunter. It, it, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And, and like he was in my hotel room that night. He came back and like he was, you know, it was after the show and they had obviously filmed them. And I was like, and we're all sitting there. We're looking at this thing. And I go, hey, Vlad. He goes, I go, how are we getting this back to New York? <laughs> Because <laughs> it's this big, heavy wooden thing. It's like thirty pounds. So we had to like we had to like figure that out at like two o'clock in the morning uh, after the show. Um, and we're leaving at six, so we figured it out. But yeah, like that that moment meant the world to him. Yeah, you know, because he just he you know he looks upon it as that's his family, just like someone who lives and dies by the New York Yankees or the Boston mm-hmm. Red Sox, that's mm-hmm. their team. And those are the, you know, the, the, the two baseball teams often go to war here in, in the U S that he looks at it as like, that's his family. That's his team. He, you know, he wants to go and you know, like, like we, he had just had, I don't want to say what it was, but he had just had a family tragedy like a week before WrestleMania this oh. past week. And I was like, bro, you're going to go. And he's like, I have to go. I have to go. I need this. I need this. Like, you yeah. know, and when he says that he's, he's not being dramatic, there's no dramatic bone in that man's body. He's very honest and pure in everything that he says. And like, if he was not able to go, it would have brought him down really into a, into a sad place. But by being there, he threw was up in the clouds and up in the stratosphere the, the entire time. Like it, it, it means something to him on an emotional level that it, that much more than it means to any of us. And we're right. all here talking about wrestling because we love it. Grado's the one taking bumps because he loves it. And I'll say right now, Vladimir loves it more than any of us who are saying this or anybody who's listening to this. I that's that the guy just he loves and lives for pro wrestling. There and, and there's something great about that. That I I don't I don't want to say jealous is the right word because you know he's my boy. I'm with him when when we go to shows and stuff, but you gotta be envious of someone who just loves something that deep and that pure for no secondary underlying reason other than, Hey, this is my thing and I love it. And this is what I need to get the most out of my day. I, lo- I, I, I respect the hell out of that for him. Well, I tell you, I'm, I might not be as big a fan as Vladimir, but what you, you hit the nail on the head with, we've always got wrestling to fall back on Mike over here in the UK, we have a, a, a football rivalry, Glasgow Rangers versus Glasgow Celtic. And it is worldwide 
known, and it can get to you. And my team get beat on Sunday <laughs> at 12 p.m. WrestleMania was that night, and I thought, thank fuck for the wrestling. Thank fuck for the wrestling. Yeah. Well, if I ever get anyway. to Glasgow, we're going to a game. <laughs> you get yourself over here, I'll take you. I'll show right. you to Ibrook Stadium, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you uh, on Wrestling Daft today. And I always say like you are one of the good guys of wrestling journalism because if you see a story with Mike Johnson written next to it, you know it's going to be the truth. Yeah, com. Guys, it was my pleasure. I really appreciate it. Like when Grado, Grado got to me yesterday, I was like, yep, let's do it right away. I, I'm so glad, I, man. No, Honestly, I shoved, thanks, I shoved thanks everything so aside for you because you're a great dude. And you work hard, and I know you're a big family man, and I know I know you're a self-made success, and right. I respect the hell out of that. And John, it was great talking to you, getting to know you, and I look forward to doing the sequel down the line. Anytime you guys need me, I'm happy to jump on board. You're right. the man. You're an absolute gent, mate. Honestly, it's been great catching up with you, pal. You take care, my man, all right? All right, you guys be safe on that side of the pond. Hopefully, we're all in the same place soon. Uh, I thank everyone for listening. You know where you can find me, and... Uh, I just want to say thank you because listen, I, I I do this for a living and it's because a bunch of people are kind enough to care about what I write and I appreciate and love every single one of you, even if you don't like what I write because you're still reading it. So I appreciate it and I hope everybody's safe and well and healthy and I look forward to seeing all of you down the line. Brilliant, mate. Take care, pal. Be good. So uh, that's it for this week's um, Wrestling Daft. A bit of a WrestleMania special, so we didn't have the watch all and we didn't have the list of Wrestling Daft. We'll be back with the list of Wrestling Daft and hopefully Rab next week and we're going to look at Triple H's best moments, Grado, um, because obviously... Put the, the That was quite emotional as well, the Triple H coming out and laying his boots in the ring. It was, it was. So we'll look at Triple H's uh, greatest moments next week on the podcast. So have a think about those and get them into us. That we'd really appreciate that. We'll also get a suggestion in for the watch along for next week. We've had fucking loads of problems with the watch along. So you try to get the video version of the YouTube up with. Oh, I've had threats from TNA, threats from the WWE. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to have to work away around right. the watch along, but we'll, we'll work it out. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But if you've got any suggestions of how to beat the WWE's copyright infringement laws, that would be brilliant. Do you know what I forgot to add? Just, I know you're desperate to go because you've got stuff on, John, right? But it's funny, right? The way WrestleMania weekend, can, where it can date you, right? I don't know if you have this with, with Siobhan, right? But it's like seeing Sunday morning at half past seven, Stephanie's got up, she's fucking stressed out, the wind's been greeting and stuff like that. And I'm like, sit and watch this. See this bit here, right? Now, we didn't know that this guy was going to come out, right? This guy <laughs> called Cody Rhodes, right? Now, remember that stuff that I've showed you sometimes? It's an ITV and I said it the next. Right, well, he left the WWE, but what he done was he stepped up this company with this guy. Now, the problem is, he's got a different name, right? He's kind of got his surname, but he's just called Cody. But now, he's maybe coming back. Now, what the deal is, they might not get his own music. So, what happened is, he was all sitting here, will they get his music? Will they not get his music? <laughs> She's gone, what the fuck? I don't give a shit. I don't care. <laughs> I did that with Siobhan. Do you know what, Siobhan? Siobhan walked through and I were, I'm watching. She loves jackass. She's like, what's that Johnny Knoxville? And she sat down and watched it. And she, you know, she says to go, I bet you the wee man's under the ring. And I said, that's brilliant. That's funny. Totally cold. I was like, you should be working in creative, darling. <laughs> um, let's start of the week. I think we're going to have to give it this aye. week. To, to, the rest of me, The rest of me, I... Chris Barrett is this week's wrestling uh, wrestling daft listener of the week after pointing out Ronda Rousey fannying about with her ring gear all the way through the match. So we'll give it to Chris this week. Uh, thank you very much for listening to Wrestling Daft. Like I say, Rab 
we'll be back next week fingers crossed if in the meantime join up to our patreon patreon.com forward slash wrestling dad buy yourself a t-shirt we'd love to uh, you can you can show the support of the podcast with a wrestling daft t-shirt charge about with that on looking cool uh, shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft that's it Canado. well john it's been a pleasure with you as i say you know i'm like when i say when i get people on because you talk shit that's no true at all it's always a pleasure to sit down and talk wrestling with you pal and we'll hopefully have rabble next week the Freesome. Hopefully we'll get the freesome back again. Absolutely, absolutely. Brilliant. Until next time. It's yourself! Up the roads! Audio Frontier. Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.